knowing that nothing lasts, that given all our efforts, little, if anything, is changed at an essential level. What of our lives matters? We are closer in size to a grain of sand than to the vastness of the of space. Monuments crumble. Organizations, institutions, and systems shift and vanish. Wars persist. Hunger still riddles the globe. Women and children suffer. Men suffer. The poor and the elderly and the marginalized and those who have no voice or place all suffer. Yes, in all likelihood, the life of that one here and there that we touch has been made better by our efforts. Is that lasting? Does that have impact that will last a thousand years or to eons to come? If not, what difference does the way in which we choose to live our lives ultimately make? Generally, those of us who make it our way to Unitarian Universalism get here via a journey that includes wholehearted commitment to ideals of compassion, justice, peace, connection with that which joins each to all, and our single individual lives to that which is more. We work hard. We try in every way we can to find and do our best to be our best and give our best to the world. If we are fortunate, we find friends along the way and come together with other people who share our interest and commitment to whichever of these ideals we hold most dear. We start with great hope with visions of great change. Some of us begin with small, timid steps because the world for us has not been a trustworthy place. Plotting our course, testing the ground beneath our feet as we go, investigating the depth of the waters before we dive in, but daring to proceed nonetheless. Others 
leap into action with the invincible feeling of youth, trusting that the universe will support the honor of our intentions. Years and years of our lives devoted to things that we know are worthwhile, physical and psychological health and well-being, peace, safety, and nonviolence, education and organization, justice, beauty, understanding and enlightenment. If we have families, we raise our children with all the love and understanding that we can muster. Again, if we are fortunate, things work out beautifully. Then the sands continue to slip through the glass, and life happens. All is changed with time. Results fall short of expectations. The energies of the world sometimes seem to pull in other directions from the way that we feel so deeply is the right direction. The spaces in which we envision our efforts and solutions fitting so neatly into a better way for the world become crowded with other things, systems, people, energies that work against the very ideals that we have held before us like banners for inspiration. We try again. We meet resistance. We try again. We encounter dead ends. We regroup, we rethink, retool, and try again with the new improved purpose, cause, or direction. And still, things can fall flat. We get tired. Even the changes we do manage to affect can be so transient and fall victim to those who follow behind us and who have contradictory views or positions. Yes, there are those among us who have considerable measures of success in many different ways in many different places. But in the longer view, even our successes are short-lived. With time, Belief in the real possibility of seeing our dreams of world peace and justice for everyone, safety for every child, perfection in anything humanly generated come to fruition begins to look foolish and naive. With time, we lose the companions we have, start, we have shared portions of our journey with. With time, we come to understand how blessed we are if our children are healthy and happy and productive because we see deeply troubled youth come from good homes 
too. Just as we see genius and excellence rise from absolute adversity. In his essay, Circles, Ralph Waldo Emerson observed, Our life is an apprenticeship to the truth that around every circle another can be drawn, that there is no end in nature, but every end is a beginning, that there is always another dawn risen on mid-noon, and under every deep, a lower deep opens. There are no fixtures in nature. The universe is fluid and volatile. Permanence is but a word of degrees. New continents are built out of the ruins of an old planet. The new races fed out of the decomposition of the foregoing. New arts destroy the old. See the investment of capital and aqueducts made useless by hydraulics, fortifications by gunpowder, roads and canals by railways, sails by steam, and steam by electricity. Everything looks permanent until its secret is known. Until its secret is known. Every several result is threatened and judged by that which follows. All that we reckon settled shakes and rattles, and literatures, cities, climates, religions leave their foundations and dance before our eyes. And yet here again, we see the swift circumscription. As I've mentioned here before, by reason and experience, Unitarian Universalists have learned with time that the ancient wisdom, the ancient wisdom traditions alone are not enough to answer our longings or save us from ourselves. So we turned to science. With time, we are learning that science alone cannot answer all our longings or save us from ourselves. We are better served both with both an intellectual life and a spiritual life to thrive and meet our potential. Again from Emerson, In nature, every moment is new. The past is always swallowed and forgotten. The coming only is sacred. Nothing is secure but life, transition, the energy, and the energizing spirit. No love can be bound by oath or covenant to secure it against a higher love. No truth so sublime, but it may be trivial tomorrow in the light of new thoughts. People wish to be settled only as far as they are unsettled. Is there any hope for them?
Life is a series of surprises. We do not guess today the mood, the pleasure, the power of tomorrow when we are building up our being. Of lower states, of acts of routine and sense, we can tell somewhat, but the masterpieces of God, the total growth and universal movements of the soul are hidden. They are incalculable. I can know that truth is divine and helpful, but how it shall help me, I can have no guess. These days, I'm of the conviction that nothing we can accomplish in our lives has more potential for lasting impact than working to develop the meaning and depth of our own spiritual characters. For it is those who have demonstrated the deepest spiritual understanding that have made the greatest change in our planet, in our lives, in our societies. These are individuals who demonstrated what James Fowler's model of faith development would call universalizing faith. Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., Gautama the Buddha, Jesus of Nazareth. Individuals with the capacity for identifying deeply and profoundly on a universal level. That kind of understanding does not come from intellectual exercise by itself, but rather from communion with something exceeding our human knowledge, whatever we understand that to be. When we get weary, lose our way, or begin to lose hope, perhaps we do well to remember those lives that we've touched, the friends we've known, the dreams we have chased and shared. But we must be prepared to let go without clinging so that the new, which is inevitable anyway, has a space to grow in, has room to breathe and take root and flourish. How then shall we live? By keeping faith with the truest, deepest truths we have as yet found for ourselves. And continuing to be open to newer ones that will circumscribe all that we have seen and known before. What we learn next doesn't demolish that. It embraces it. It includes it. I'm trying to remember who it was that said, uh, no kind deed is ever wasted. We live by kicking off the trail dust and grit that have filled our eyes and slowed our wheels 
dimmed our light and standing. By acknowledging we cannot guess tomorrow and therefore have no reason to doubt its possibilities. Life is always trying to nudge us to something better. Our resistance to it is what holds us back. Hanging on to what's behind us is what holds us back. It's hard to trust that, but if we have each other, we can gain encouragement from each other. That's the reason for communities. That's the reason we need to spend more time than just running in for the service and running out when it's over. Finding ways to connect other than an hour on Sunday. if, If you have other systems, that's great. There are people around us that need our encouragement. We come to understand that, as Reinhold Niebuhr said, wrote, Nothing worth doing is completed in our lifetime, therefore we are saved by hope. Nothing true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in any immediate context of history. Therefore, we are saved by faith. Nothing we do, however virtuous, can be accomplished alone. Therefore, we are saved by love. No virtuous act is quite as virtuous from the standpoint of our foe or friend as from our own. Therefore, we are saved by the final form of love, which is forgiveness. The Buddha taught that on life's journey, faith is nourishment. Virtuous deeds are a shelter. Wisdom is the light by day, and right mindfulness is the protection by night. If, he said, a man, I will say a person, lives a pure life, nothing can destroy him. Our best, as our best changes with us, is what I understand to be a pure life. We live our highest ideals the best we can and keep pushing to grow. and support each other in that journey.